Hey, good morning and welcome to, I think this is episode six of Kevin Elworth Unplugged and we're going to talk about life and leadership and all the things in between and uh, I just pray that your day, your week, your month, your quarter is beginning amazingly. I believe this is going to be uh, displayed on the first Tuesday of October, so we are f- fully into the fourth quarter of the year and uh, i hope i hope this year has just been exceptional for you um lots of good movement and trajectory velocity and just the productivity that you're looking for to be able to wrap up this year the way that you want it to be wrapped up so ultimately that's on you and so we're talking today just briefly about the idea of success and we're going to just touch on this and uh, we've talked about a lot of different things up to this point but i felt like today uh it seems like success is the thing that we are all after and you got to you got to be able to define success in a proper perspective um but then you also i just came across a principle the other day that uh i think is a guarantee for success at least that's how i took it that's how i read it and uh, how i've been processing in my mind and who wouldn't want to guarantee success in whatever outcome they're wanting to accomplish? Now, I think first of all, I think we have to define what success needs to be and needs to look like. Because if we don't, it's the same thing is true as I'm working with all of my clients right now. I am I'm really like putting them to the putting the screws to them about define a destination because if you don't define a destination you you have no way of knowing if you're actually improving or encroaching on that destination it just feels like you're busy it feels like you're you have movement but you don't have any any idea of where you're moving to or what is being accomplished or any of those things so it comes it's it's imperative that you select a destination and so here's my language is that your destination it doesn't matter when the destination is a destination can be retirement it can be the end of your life it can be and then this one hit me yesterday as i was kind of interacting with one of my clients a destination can just be the next beginning you know an end of one thing and the the beginning of another thing and so we have to choose what that destination begins to look like. And ultimately, the amazing thing is, is that it's entirely up to you. No one else is going to force you into this. No one else is going to um, require it of you. Uh, In fact, one of the things I used to say when I was a pastor, I used to tell people, no one's raising the bar for us. We have to do that ourselves. So if we're going to become more excellent, it's going to be because we decided that. And we decided that we could provide a better solution and a better option. And so honing on that. And the same thing is true for you. And when it comes to success, we get to define what success actually looks like. I think for me, success for me personally is just, am I better than I was yesterday? And I mean, am I improving on the person I used to be? And to me, that feels successful. And then at the same time, having selected a destination in my mind, that I kind of rehearse on a daily basis. It's part of my daily startup routine. And I talked about daily startup routines just recently and something that we'll obviously talk about again. It's so pivotal. But I refresh that daily that that destination in my mind every day because I want to know, am I encroaching on that destination? And 
And if I am, if I can say, yes, I am, then I can say that I am successful in it. Now, I'm going through a season in life right now where I've in, invited some other things to be part of my my workload and my life and all that. And I would say that I actually have stalled out on my success. I am not encroaching on it the way that I want to because I've made some, uh, I actually made some fear filled decisions that I now have to reap the repercussions for. I've got to, I've got to power through it and be able to get to the other side of it so I can get back to the main thing. And, um, I will handle it. It will be fine. It will be no big deal. But I came across this principle the other day. It's a biblical principle. So if you're not a biblical principle person, um, read it from a different angle. Okay. But I think you should hear me out. I was reading the book of Joshua. Joshua has by far been my favorite book of the Bible of all time. I just absolutely love the idea of this conquest and going into the promised land that God has given to his people. And now they're going to conquer this land and they're going to claim it. God gave it to them. And now they just have to follow through with the word of the Lord and they're going to go in and claim it. And so Joshua chapter one, you have this interaction where Moses has passed away. Moses was the leader of the people of Israel for a long time, 40, 40 some years. And he has, um, established Joshua to be the next leader of this nation. And so Joshua is going to assume command and he's got this amazing interaction between God and Joshua to be able to, you know, this, um, what do you call it? inauguration? I guess it would be where Joshua is now taking on this mantle of leadership and he's going to command these people. And so you have this interaction between God and Joshua. And, and so these, here's the words. I want to read you this. And uh, this is where I get this idea of guaranteed success. Joshua chapter one, verse number seven, he says, only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, had commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go. So there's a promise right there. Don't deviate and you will have good success wherever you go. And then he enhances this a little further. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. And then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So he gives us this, he gives Joshua this uh, guardrail, right? A guidelines that he needs to process through. Don't deviate from the book of the law. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do according to all that is written therein, and you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Now, here's what I want to here's what I want to establish today. We one of the things that we fight against is that we compartmentalize spirituality in actual life. And so, uh, when I was a pastor, I preached on this, and I probably a hundred thousand times I mentioned this idea that we look at the word of God as our spiritual life. And so we put on our spiritual hat and we use our spiritual language and we go into church and we're like, oh yeah, I'm super Christian today. And so, yes, and we'll say amen and we'll agree with that and we'll do those things. But then we will walk out from there and we will take our spiritual hat off and we will put down the word of God and we will say, okay, you know, next Sunday, I'll pick that back up again and come back to it. And that's where we don't find success. If we would blend the two together and realize that the word of God is a guideline for all of our life, we would actually find a whole lot more success in the things that we do. Now, when it comes to the commands of God, 
this is where I want to be able to press in and activate this principle. Um, because if we would blend in the command of God as it comes to our business life and recognize that the commands of God are for business as much as they are for spirituality, we would see a whole lot more elements of success. And I think I want to give you, I, I think I have the pathway to kind of process and, and encourage you on that way this morning. So that's what we're going to just kind of go uh, four points right here, four, four ideas to guarantee success. Okay. The first one is this live by higher principles. Simple as that live by higher principles. Well, what are the higher principles? There's some guidelines that are contained in this word of God and some commands that you're supposed to follow through. And, and honestly, I feel like it, the, that God is literally saying in this passage, if you would just trust me in the, in the way that I said to do it, you would actually have a better outcome. And, and I think the problem is, is that we get so inv inventive about it's not going as fast as we want, or there's a shortcut, or there's an easier way. And it's, it's in that lane or that idea that we start inviting other principles that take us outside the protection of this guarantee by God. And honestly, you can see that I'm not going to invite this into the conversation today, but you can, if you read through the rest of the book of Joshua, you can find where they did that. In fact, one of the most catastrophic stories I believe in all the Bible is contained in Joshua chapter seven. It's right after this amazing conquest they had of the, of, of the town of Jericho. And anybody who's anybody knows the story of the, the walls came tumbling down and, you know, they walked around it 13 times over a seven day period. And then the walls crashed and then they take that principle and they go to the next place. And instead of trusting in the Lord for an outcome and asking God, okay, Hey, what's your angle of attack for this town, this time frame, this place, they just are like, they're so hyped up on accomplishment that they feel like we've got this. And so instead of living by higher principles or my second idea, be guided by a source that's bigger than you, they just think, oh, I'm experienced in this and I've got this and it's doable and it's accomplishable and it's easy and we're, we're pros at this now. Who could think that we wouldn't be excellent at this? And what happens is, is they suffer this annihilation, defeat by a town that's much, much smaller than anything they've faced before. Why? It's because they stopped being guided or by a source bigger than them. And they stopped living by higher principles. They went, they resorted back to my experience, uh, my knowledge, my understanding, my insight, my know-how. And so they just pulled God out of the picture. You know, if you want to see success in your life, if you want to see success in your business, if you want to see success in your trajectory, in your parenting, in your marriage and all that, it's going to be because you decided I'm going to live by some higher principles. Well, where, where do those principles come from? Or what are these sources that are bigger than you? They, they have to come from the word of God. It spells it out all right there. I've been reading the book of Proverbs for the last year, uh, just month after month. I just read a proverb a day and, uh, there are, there's so much contained in this that is just healthy principle and practice for us. One of my, my one of my great dear friends um, says this all the time. He says, "If you know better, do better." And our investigation of higher principles like this 
is a guideline in knowing better so that we can do better. If you find that you have come across something that is of a mistake, then center on that and work to correct it. It's not about you um, getting frustrated with the fact that I made a mistake and so now I can't, there's no success guaranteed here. No, no, no. I think there's a graciousness in God that allows us to time and space to learn. He is patient and kind and compassionate in those kind of things. And I think he gives us the freedom and the latitude to be able to learn. Okay. But you have to learn. You have to put yourself in the proximity of someone who's going to help you pursue and experience and express something that you can't do on your own. Uh, you know, I, I, I love the idea that, um, this phrase, you don't know what you don't know. Maybe you've heard this before. Um, I've, I've really kind of centered on that recently and I've recognized the fact that there's so much that we don't know. The problem is, here's, here's the issue. The problem is, is that you're held accountable to what you don't know as much as you are to what you do know. And let me give you a case in point. If you're flying down the freeway and you get pulled over, and inevitably, they say to you, the law enforcement officer says, you know why I pulled you over today? And, you know, you can play dumb. You can do whatever you do. And you, you know in your heart you were speeding. But you can say, well, I didn't know the speed limit. And herein lies the point. It doesn't matter that you don't know the speed limit. You should have known the speed limit. And so now you're held accountable to something that you didn't know. The same thing is true in life. You are held accountable to the information that you don't know. And honestly, you will have a whole lot funner time and you will get more success when you put it in your heart to learn what you don't know. Well, how are you supposed to do that? How are you supposed to learn what you don't know? This is what I'm sorry. This is why I tell people all the time. You cannot arrive at the place that you want to arrive by yourself. You've got to invite another voice into the mix. The clients that I'm working with right now are all testifying to this truth. They're like, oh my gosh, this is mind blowing. This is, this is so elevating and it's getting us faster to the place that we wanted to go. It's getting us to the place we didn't realize that was even attainable. And, and it's, it's case in point. It's because they're inviting something else into the mix to help them accomplish what they want, but they don't know how to do. It's giving them insight into um, guidelines and principles that will help them uh, accomplish it faster, safer, and more effectively than they ever than they ever knew before. They're getting to know what they didn't know. And so we're living by higher principles. Number two is we're guided by a source that's bigger than you. Number three is obvious. Be honorable in your activity. If you're going to buy, uh, if you're going to cheat and steal your way to success, you're going to invite a lot of heartache along the way. You might get there, but you're going to invite a lot of headache and a lot of repercussions. And, you know, at the end of the day, people don't want to be involved with a corrupt system or a corrupt society. They will leave it, even if it's uh, over, overly blessing and, and, you know, abundant for them. Uh, eventually, you're going to get caught and you're going to find downfall. And, you know, by and large, people want to feel safe in uh, what they're doing and in what they're, what they're, uh, the outcomes that they're experiencing. And so there's got to be an element of honor in your activity. I sat with a friend of mine yesterday having lunch and we were talking about some of the things that he's had to deal with in his company, uh, when it comes to dishonor and how he's had to remove people 
over the last couple months because of dishonorable activity and and his perspective you know by and large is like we are going to be above reproach in our business interactions and so to be above reproach in our business interactions means that we have to have executive that are above reproach executives that are above reproach and when you encounter things like that it becomes the stopgap you don't belong here anymore i'm sorry this is the end of the road for you and this business but you have to you have to take a play and to a, a stand on what is honorable and what is not honorable. I, I really, um, when I heard this story from him, I really kind of commended him for his integrity in this because you don't realize the cost to replace an executive in our culture today is astronomical. Um, when you're talk about like vice president level or CFO, COO, um, you know, high executive levels in a company. Let me just give you an astounding statistic. Okay. So we're talking about businesses that are up or you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars in, in revenues. The cost to replace an executive level employee at that level is up to four and probably even more than that, up to 400% of that person's salary. So easy math here. If you have to replace a hundred thousand dollar employee, so easy math. That's probably not what this person gets paid. Probably more than that. But hundred thousand dollar employee, you're looking at a cost to your company of four hundred thousand dollars just to replace that person. Now, whether that's through lost productivity or whether it's through the fact that you've got to now on on dump projects onto other people that you're going to pay them overtime for, or you know just lost wages or lost profit income, all those things because you've lost an employee. But then also the fact in that you have to hire somebody to to uh, help you hire somebody <laughs> that that's the way business goes today. And so it's easy for companies to shortchange their honor for the security or safety of perceived profit. This is why you find a lot of dishonor in our society today because profit is bigger than honor and it cannot be, it will, it's a short sighted decision. You cannot do that. So you've got to determine that you will be honorable in, act, in your activity. And then finally, number four, it's just simply this. Don't ever give up on yourself or your guiding beliefs. You can't ever give up on yourself. The number one reason why you don't find success is because you just quit. You just gave up. You just decided, no, this is too tough. This is, this is bigger than I thought. I guarantee you this, another guarantee. I'm going to guarantee you success. I'm also going to guarantee you that it's going to be tougher than you ever thought it would be. You were going to come across things that you didn't even begin to believe or, or that you didn't even think would be a part of the process. One of the clients that I was working with just recently, I was talking to him about uh, his clientele. He's starting a business and his clientele. And I told him this, I said, the people that you expect to be with you in this process, they won't even be, they won't be anywhere around. They won't believe in you. You have no credibility with them. The pre person that you are to them is much different than the person that you want to become. And so your clientele that you want to add to your business is people that you've never met before. You're going to go out from here and you're going to, you know, sow and reap principle. You're going to marketing is meeting and you're going to do as much meeting as you can. And you're going to find a new group of people to help you along the process. And it's going to be amazing. But if you quit because it gets hard, because you thought that it would be what you something that it's not actually going to be, you'll get very disappointed. And and why is that? It's because we uh, in, invite or invent expectations along the process that aren't actually there. 
I've had that story happen to me a thousand times over. The the people that I thought would be there to go through the process with me were nowhere to be found. I'll, I'll use a far away example because it's it's long enough away that it doesn't matter anymore. But you know, some sixteen. 17, 18 years ago, my wife and I were missionaries and, and we went out to support Ray's. And so, um, we knew hundreds of people, hundreds and hundreds of people. And, and honestly, if it was, if it was just a fact of like, if, if each one of them would commit to a small per- percentage of our needed support, we would have no problem. It should just be a phone call away. And so we immediately, you start writing down the list of names of people who are like, oh yeah, this person guaranteed no problem. And then we would make these presentations and we would find roadblocks. We would find people who didn't believe in us and they would say, no, we're already doing something else. And and then there's this just sheer disappointment. Like, man, I was, I was already expecting your involvement, your investment in this thing that I'm presenting. And so the people that, that ended up carrying us through this missions experience were people we'd never met before. And it took on a lot of time and energy and a lot of money to be able to go out and find these people and meet them and interact with them. And they invested in us and they believed in us and they carried us through this, this years of missions experience for us. And then it was over. And then we had to repeat the process again and then again and, and then again in different facets and different fields and in different elements of success. And, and now here we are again and or looking for a new group of people to be able to work with and to carry us through. And that's where we find, let's go back to this process one more time. I'm going to read this one more time before we sign off for the day. Be strong and courageous. And man, that's a testament of don't give up. Be careful to do according to all the law of Moses, my servant commanded you. Don't deviate from it. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Sorry, got my coffee cup here that you may have good success wherever you go. There's a promise right there. You will have good success wherever you go if you do not deviate. And I think the deviation comes in two facets. Don't deviate from what he says here, the law of Moses. But then I also think that you should not ever deviate from your destination, from the thing that you selected and said, this is what I'm about. This is what I'm after. And I'm not going to stop until that thing becomes a reality. There will be a hundred thousand reasons why you should stop. It won't come as as fast as you need it to. It'll be harder than you thought it should be. The provision that you're looking for, that you're needing on a daily basis, it will not be there at some point along the way. You will have to muster up faith and determination and courage and resiliency and all those things to be able to fight through the toughness of where you're at right now. But if you do not give up, you will find success. Guaranteed. I believe that's where uh, you know this promise from the Word of God is about and is at. And I think it's there for you. So here we are. This is it. Life and leadership and uh, invest in yourself, believe in yourself, figure out some outcomes, but by all, by most important, figure out these higher principles that you need to live by, be guided by a source that's bigger than you, but be honorable in your activity and don't ever give up on yourself and your guiding beliefs and you will find success. Let me know how I can help. I'm here to serve. I'm here to help you along the way in the battles that you face and the things that you fight. Uh, I believe in you. If you need somebody to believe in you, I will believe in you. Secondly, if you need somebody to give you permission, I will give you permission. And uh, I will help you and walk with you through that. Don't hesitate to let me know how I can help. I will talk to you soon. Have a great day.